Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. It's beginning to look a lot like our podcast. Well, you're a week early, but I love it. Oh, no, it's not a week early. We're singing songs all month yes, long, dude. Let's celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> what was that first button you hit? <laughs> the first well, button I hit was, yeah, was let me, the, let the me jokey hear one. Oh, oh, I was man. like, I ruined it. My song, my singing is a joke to you. No, it's not. That's what they call a Freudian slip. A Freudian <laughs> slip, and that is PJ you're listening to that that uh, was singing. And yes, I was the first one to intro. And PK with the Freudian slip of the button. So and he apparently said what I was saying or it was a joke or my singing was a joke. And thank you that for joining us happy. on the Diversity on a Hill podcast. All I want for Christmas is my Diversity on a Hill podcast. Yes. It doesn't flow. It doesn't I like flow. it. My podcast treat. A podcast. I don't know. Ah, that's a good Anyways. try. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should, you, you should use the other one. Which one? It's the most... Wonderful, wonderful podcast of, of the, the year. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's probably not true, though. <laughs> I, mean, I don't yeah. want to lie to the people. <laughs> That's one our, of the Ten Commandments. Not our 51st know. episode. No, no, oh, that would go, be yes. definitely misrepresenting. <laughs> <laughs> there are some fantastic podcasts out there. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. And but we, this, of all the podcasts, this one is one of them. What makes not it, the best, but what one. makes it the best podcast for us is the fact that you are listening. And when we hear from you yeah. at Diversity on a uh, at Diverse and Hill at Gmail. Like, I can't even put the plug in. I'm like so excited about the the Christmas music that's running through my brain right now. Mm. And you can also reach us on IG at Diverse on the Hill. Yeah. Yeah, spelled with a C. <laughs> Always spell. We say that uh, for our first time listeners. Uh, but the reality is, like we established before, you probably wouldn't have found us if you didn't put that C in the middle. So, whatever. Well, maybe. maybe, maybe I don't know. We haven't really checked. But <laughs> we, we thank you for joining us with us so pj what are we bantering about today well i had someone write something in and i'm trying to find it but let me let, while i try to find it we sure. can we could talk about this go ahead uh, a couple weeks ago jim harbaugh you know yes, jim harbaugh of course who's jim harbaugh the coach for michigan wolverines yes michigan wolverines and because his brother not to be confused with his brother john harbaugh who is the coach for the baltimore ravens mm -hmm. anyhow mm -hmm, mm -hmm. jim harbaugh go ahead jim harbaugh so they won the the Big Ten championship. Yep. Is it a Big Ten? Is that the one or is it sure. like 12? I don't know. One of those. Yeah, one of those. And they've had a good year. Yes, they have. And Jim They're Har number two overall, aren't they? Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't, don't know in the final rankings, Ooh. but they were there. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're having a, a good season or have had a good season. And but this is this is kind of a cool little story. He he probably makes a lot of money. <laughs> Usually, yeah, I think college coaches um, make a good amount of money, especially if you're from a big college. And Michigan is in the Big Ten. Continue. Okay. Yes, I was right. Big Ten. So they just won the Big East title not long ago against Iowa. This year, they finally beat, after a bunch of tries, one of their biggest rivals, Ohio State. That is correct. Moved into the Final Four. And Jim Harbaugh was, has been a pretty successful coach. 
um, throughout his whole career. And he, he was, some say, wasn't doing as well at Michigan. But finally, they've, they've broken through this year and had a, had a, good, had a good year. Mm-hmm. But what, what I found cool was that I read this article. It says, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh to donate any he earns to the, well, sorry, any bonuses he makes this year to the athletic department employees hit by COVID-19 cuts. Wow. So the athletic department employees. So probably not other coaches, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe some assistant coaches or someone who sells tickets or anyone who's a part of the athletic department that had their cuts affect them. He's saying he's going to give all his bonuses this year to him. Wow. And guess what? He will get bonuses because, like I mentioned, they are in the number two rank. Well, he already got one bonus. Nation. Yep. Uh, so the bonus for winning the Big Ten championship gets him $1 million. Wow. So the other day we were talking about money. Yes, I was going to say, PJ, are going to ask Jim Harbaugh for money? I should have asked Jim Harbaugh. Oh, of all the people. Who would have known? Too late now. I know. He's already given it to someone else. <laughs> That's all right. But here's the thing. He's on top of that. He is in line to get up to $3.5 million in total bonuses. Wow. He has said... All of his bonuses that we have, so up he will give up to three point five million dollars to those in the Michigan athletic department that have been affected by COVID nineteen cuts. Is it too late to transfer? I know, Jobs right? To, like, uh, can um, I say I was? You know, <laughs> can I give him my resume and kind uh, no. of doctor it a little bit? Look at this! Shout out to Jim. That's an awesome move. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought th- I thought that's nice. Now, obviously, there's maybe some people who need it more than that, but he's giving back right. to his community and he's giving back and. You know, a lot of these coaches didn't get their budgets affected. That Yes, that's correct. And so he's probably still sitting on a pretty penny. He's still making some good money. Yes, he is. But to give about $3.5 million of bonuses that you were probably expecting for yourself. Yes. That, I think that's pretty generous, and I think that's pretty awesome. That is very selfless. Yeah. Shout and, out. And I still haven't heard from Elon Musk about $1 million, and he's a <laughs> bazillionaire. Wait, were we, we... Did we start... We started with... with um, we started with... Bezos. No. no, didn't we start with Bezos? I thought it was or Gates. Who did you start with? I don't. Really, I don't even remember. I don't. I, even no, remember. I haven't gone I to Gates was, yet. Gates is my next one. Oh, Gates is the next one. It oh, was okay, okay, okay. It was Elon. It was Elon Musk first. I don't remember. Or you're maybe gonna we have to listen Bezos. to. You're gonna have yeah, to listen to our. Maybe you can remind us. And, who and, we, and, yeah, remind us on IG. Uh, that is Instagram, by the way, uh, because we the OGs. With, with the OGs. The old geezers. That's right. <laughs> so you can help us out with that, and you um, know. A long time ago, we put that little poll about if we sounded like old geezers. We did, didn't we? Yeah. What was that result? It, it was a resounding yes. We <laughs> sounded like old geezers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, after after reading That's it and good. thinking That's about good. it, I was a little offended. Really? Yeah. I was like, what, oh, what are you talking what? about? Just because I'm just because I'm spitting some good knowledge that's been given to me from 45 <laughs> years. Oh man! I was like, really? And some of my someone who's another pastor is that. I mean, he's still younger than me, but still, call me an old geezer. I was he like, called you an old geezer. Yeah, oh. and it was standards that I believe were not old geezerish. But anyways, <laughs> I, I thought they're, what I like to call them is timeless. A timeless. I like that. I like that. Well, today I actually had someone ask me uh, <laughs> if I had any kids. 
Oh, really? And I was like, wow, if I look this young that uh, I didn't have kids, I was like, well, thank you. I appreciate your kindness. No one asks like, me that. They ask me, how old are your kids? <laughs> are they in college yet? Are they married? Do you have grandchildren? Oh, mercy. I'm, no. I'm this close to getting the, are, have you have grandchildren no, yet? Oh, no way. Oh, You're not yeah, there, man. man. I looked in the mirror the other day and it scared me. No. I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> what happened? The mirror was broken. All right. Exactly. So, uh, no, not because you yeah, looked at it. Exactly. No, it broke right then and there. Of course. He, of course. Anyhow. <laughs> so thank you for, for um, dealing with the OGs here. I say old yeah. Gs, but it's OG. But OG. Um, we do enjoy hearing from you. Again, diversityonahill at gmail.com or on IG at diversity on a hill. Mm -hmm. So right before we dive into uh, the topic for today, uh, we're going to take a little break. Yeah, we'll and take a break. Go ahead and um, we're just going to chill for a second right here. That was a good chill. Yes, it was. Ah, gave me some breathing time. Give me some space after being called an old geezer. And, uh, <laughs> By a colleague. You know, oh, it's like, come on. Man, give me a break. Be one of the kids at and, camp. And some of the standards, the dude believes in the same. And that's what it's like. You're just, you're, just, <laughs> you're just throwing shade now. Oh, he's a hater. Yeah. Don't hate. Hater, hate the game. There you go. Don't, don't hate the play. I hate the game. Yeah, I didn't even. Say that right there. No, you didn't. But it's okay. <laughs> That's when I'm an OG right there. <laughs> All right, PJ. So right. I, you're I was bringing running. the subject yeah, today. Yeah. So I, ah, yeah, I have I like to bring it. this up. Now this is a little, it's a little bit later. Okay, this happened uh, a couple weeks ago. Couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Um, there was another shooting. Mm. So what shooting was this? This was a shooting in Michigan where they shot at a at a school. Was the location oh, where okay. this took yeah. place? Right. I, I remember hearing a little bit about this, but I haven't read a whole lot. So. Okay. No. Well, I don't even want to discuss the sh the actual shooting we already know how we feel about those things yeah they're terrible did you see the one video though i saw the one video about they thought the guy was impersonating a cop i didn't see that video so they thought you should see it it's fascinating so there's someone at the there's there's a kid who's at michigan school mm -hmm. and he's recording with a phone and someone's at the door saying hey this is the police let me in it's over you know or, it's okay Stop. safe the police is coming in and and the the students were smart they were like um uh, we don't, we don't know. We, we don't feel comfortable coming out yet. Right. And then the person out there, they, they don't know exactly who it was. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe now they do. I don't, I don't know. At the time of this video it was a couple of days afterwards, but the person's like, uh, Hey, listen, bro, just, and so, Oh yeah, no. And the, and, and the fun, the funny thing is the kids were like, he said, bro, he said, bro, no, 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 that's not right. There's no, he would have said, hey, bro. Yeah. And yeah. so they all climbed out the window and ran to the next building where nice. there were some cops. Nice. And so they think that that was the shooter trying to impersonate a cop. Wow. To get in. That was pretty smart because even if he really said, smart. bro, it might have been past me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were smart, man. I might not have been that smart. Way nah, to go, kids. Yes, you would. Don't give it, you, you don't give yourself enough. Credit. I don't know, man. I would have been freaking out in that situation. Well, that's fair. That's fair, too. So I don't want to focus so much on the. On the actual shooting, we All already right. know how we feel about those kind of events, right? I want to focus on what happened afterwards. So you, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know where you're going with this. Tell me, tell me what happened afterwards. All right. So how would you feel, okay, if you were held responsible for what your kid or kids have done? So check this. Okay. The, the shooter, obviously a minor. Right? Mm -hmm. Had Do we know how old he was? Oh, I don't remember. It's okay if you don't know. It's all right. I can look it up. But but the idea is this. 
he got his hands on the weapon. His parents had made some comments via social media, kind of like supporting this kind of behavior. What behavior? The shooting after the fact. And guess what? Hmm. They received charges as well as the kid. Really? Yes. So the whole family, well, I don't know the whole family, but at least the mother, father, and the son were all apprehended. Now, I did hear that, but I wasn't sure why they had gotten apprehended. Yep. It was because they looked him up, and um, that's some of the comments that they made. So this is where it went. I'll try to answer your questions and do some research. I just want to hear, how would you feel if your kid committed a crime, and I guess they were supporting their child is how some people would... I don't know. I guess I want to know how they were supporting their child. Well, they were statements that they made on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to try to look some of that up so I can so I can give you more detail on that. But I was hung up on how would you feel if in support of your child, your child commits a crime, you now well, get charged as well. I need to know a little bit more about the situation. For instance, if they had given him the gun as a minor, if they had known something ahead of time, then... I, you know that's that's where I'd, I'd kind of need to need to know a little more. I did I did hear this about the shooting, was that a teacher had confronted him because they saw in his notebook he had written some he had some drawings about a shooting and and some disturbing kind of remarks about kind of like I don't know his mental his mental basically it, his mental health was a little bit in question. So a school counselor asked him about it and he said I'm designing a video game. And they took this to the parents uh -huh. and they asked the parents to come get the kid out of school and they never did. Okay. And so they kind of like, like maybe diminished his behavior a little bit. And I think the school asked, asked the parents to put him in counseling, uh -huh. but they never did that. So that's what I heard about the parents now. Okay. So listen to what the position from the, attorney is what a, which attorney do we know okay all right so first of all he's a 15 year old and he killed four of his oxford high school classmates okay all right so um he wounded seven others mm. and his parents were the ones who bought him the gun for christmas for the 15 year old now is that legal that's what i don't know is it legal for a 15 year old to have a gun I know we questioned, you know. Well, here's the here's the Oakland County prosecutor, uh, Karen McDonald. Okay, mm -hmm. her office was charging the parents with involuntary manslaughter, which is a felony, mm -hmm. and it's punishable by 15 years in prison. Okay, now these are uh, this was the argument. Okay, the case was uh, James and Jennifer Crumley are the parents' names. Okay, they had or they are charging them with gross negligence because under Michigan law to prove that the person committed involuntary manslaughter, the prosecution must show that the person's gross negligence caused the death of another. Okay. Mm. So in 2018, okay. People versus heed or head. However you want to read that H E A D. Um, the court of appeals wrote to prove gross negligence, a prosecutor must show number one, Knowledge of a situation requiring the exercise of ordinary care and diligence to avert injury to another. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, ability to avoid 
the resulting harm by ordinary care and diligence. And then number three, the omission to use such care and diligence to avert the threatened danger. Okay, these are the, the three things you need uh, to prove or show gross negligent. Okay? Okay. And um, just to give you a little bit more context, I'm getting all this from the Washington Post, okay? Um, it says the defendant in the head in the head case, okay, um, or heed, I, I wouldn't read that, H-E-A-D, um, stored a short-barreled shotgun in a room where he allowed his children to play unsupervised, okay, playing with the shotgun. Okay. His 10-year-old daughter shot and killed his 9-year-old son. Oh. That's how that, in that case in 2018, how that happened, okay? Hmm. So the court upheld that particular verdict and tragedy so so they were the parents were charged right so because of what the 10 year old daughter did here's a little bit more about this because i'm reading this all right um ethan 15 is being held without oh sorry that's different part oh here it is police said parents purchased the nine millimeter semi-automatic handgun using the attack just four days earlier yeah for christmas <laughs> and refused to take their son out of school after a meeting um over a disturbing drawing. That's the one I told you about. He had made in class. He opened fire three hours later. Well, there you go. So if they would have picked him up, the shooting wouldn't have happened. Or happened then. Uh -huh. Wouldn't happen then. Maybe it would have happened later. Who knows? So maybe that's where they're coming up with the gross negligence because they didn't pick him up. I don't know. I'm going to look it up here, whether or not kids can own weapons in Michigan. At what age? Yeah, that's it. That seems. I mean, there's two things there possibly of him owning a gun. So I guess I mean asking if the the parents should be held responsible. I mean, in this case, I think they do have some partial responsibility. I mean, obviously, if the school is calling and saying, "Hey, pick up my child," how would you feel, Curcio, if there was a shooting in your school, mm -hmm. and the te and the administration had said, "Hey, listen, we had told the parents to come pick them up because we saw something disturbing." And the parents never picked them up. You'd probably say those parents should have been should have picked them up. Well, look, they bought him the weapon, and uh, according to Michigan law, mm -hmm. uh, you have to be a minimum of eighteen. So you have to be eighteen, yeah. Yep. Mm. So, so under eighteen, is so minors can't have kid. guns. I mean, Correct. I didn't. This is like buying alcohol for an underage person and giving them alcohol. So there is obviously some negligence there. There is. And so in this case, I'm leaning more towards the sides of the parents need to be held somewhat responsible here. Okay. Now, if it was the kid went to school and said some had a racist joke, I wouldn't necessarily hold the parents responsible unless I knew that the parents were like, here's a joke, go say it at school. And we knew that. Yeah. Right? Because I know that... In high school, I did some dumb things that my parents would have never have said, <laughs> yeah, go do that. As yeah. a matter of fact, they would say the opposite. Mm -hmm. Hey, don't do this, this, and this. And in school, I know I did some sad, did and said some stupid things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if, if, if the school were like, hey, he, is, he did this stupid thing, so we are going to hold you responsible as well, even though you kind of do because you have to go home and deal with those consequences, but say, hey, not only is he suspended, but now you have to pay a fine or we're going to... Or we're going to, you know, do something at your work as parents. Mm -hmm. Then I would be like, no, no. I mean, the kid said something dumb, and we don't prescribe to that. Yeah. 
Or even if, hey, they said, hey, he got this gun from their friend. So to me, there's, you know what I'm saying? There's some differences here. There's yeah. obviously, I'm leaning in this case. I mean, for the, for the most part, parents do have an influence on their kids. Okay. I mean, do you have a problem with it? I don't know what you, where do you stand <laughs> on this? Like, where are you leading? Oh, no, I, I wanted to keep my poker face on as you tried to, you know, sort this out. But I was actually pleased. Really? Yep. I was like, wow, they're going to hold the parents accountable mm. for what their child did. And not just that, you were the, you had an idiot moment and bought a weapon to a 15-year-old kid. Okay, but but let me, let's, let's, let's stop right here for a second. All right, go ahead. I live in the South. We both live in the South. Yes. I know there are probably quite a few minors who have access to or have been purchased a gun while they're minors. Okay, and they're, those are idiot moments for the parents. I'm not calling them idiots. I'm just saying <laughs> idiot well, moments. Well, it's, it's illegal. So if, if you are a law-abiding citizen of law and order, yes, and you're doing that, yes. reconsider whether you're a law-abiding citizen of law and order. So, so here's, here's my mentality. You can have weapons in your home. Mm -hmm. You can teach your kids how to behave with weapons. But you do not purchase a kid a weapon that is theirs. Like, that's where I'm coming from. Like, this is where I'm saying it's an idiot moment. And even if you do buy the weapon because your kid likes it or whatever, you still keep it until they're legal enough to hold it. This is the same thing I was saying last week with Rittenhouse. Mm. It was like, why did he have access to a weapon? Putting himself in a situation, a precarious position where... Yeah, if the moment around, you know, would come up, and it did, where you're going to be triggered, no pun intended. Oh, yeah. All right? You can go ahead and do something you will re possibly regret or that you did not intend to do. So then why on earth would you give such a responsibility to someone who is not mature enough to handle it? And this is where I'm going off on this because I'm saying, look, as someone who believes in the Second Amendment, where people can have their weapons and tote their weapons, I firmly agree and support that. We still have to be responsible people. Hey. And the fact that they held the parents responsible, I am thrilled. Okay. I mean, I, I, in this case, I, I see exactly why they held them responsible. And there's other cases, however, where I'm not sure. I mean, in all these situations, there have been some kind of mental Obviously, some mental illness. Yeah. Something going on where the parents are, you know, severely, I guess, out of the loop, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just, and I'm just wondering, like, not in this situation. I just wonder in future situations, like, if, if your child's mentally ill or has some, some lapse and you don't know about, and it goes against the principles, you know, you do, how much are you responsible for your children? If they're a minor, you're actually pretty responsible for them, aren't you? Yes. That's that's the point. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, in this moment, it was just an idiot moment. Like, how could you possibly excuse, support, or even convince yourself that it is a wise decision to put a weapon in the hands of a minor? So do you, did you ever find those things that they had said at all? Oh, the um, the social media posts? Yeah. Uh, no. But I'll jump on that here. I was busy. Uh, you were busy. On my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, all that I see here is that there was, you know, 
Neighbors warned authorities about parents' neglect. I saw an article about that. So obviously the parents, I mean, I'm curious as to what other people think, but obviously in this case, to to me, it's pretty pretty clear. And this says, uh, according to another article, once again, these are all articles. We don't know the exact truth of everything. Michigan school shooters' parents aren't showing any remorse in jail, according to Sheriff. Okay, so I'm on DetroitNews.com. Oh, nope. The content is only for subscribers. Sorry, I'll go back. Oh, come on. And you don't subscribe? Subscribe right now. To Detroit News? No, yep, maybe Jeff, right who we had on last week. Oh, yeah. Me. Hey, Jeff, come back. Where are you? We need to know your, we need your uh, Detroit News login. Okay, so TheDailyBeast.com. This is where I'm getting this information from. Uh, so I don't know how much um, it's not a well-known article. I mean, well, news source. Daily Beast has started to grow, but it's one of those, like, It's up and coming. Up and coming. All right. Anyhow, they were saying that uh, there were detailed descriptions of a wish to massacre classmates on his cell phone and in his journal. Mm. So that was already given there. Um, Was that the drawings? I think that might have been the drawings. And then the parents made comment a mom she thanked trump for my right to bear arms quote and unquote my right to bear arms that was on there okay and then they're saying that in this it's proving that maybe it was premeditated and i'm over here beating up my microphone now so that it was premeditated is what they're saying because of these things Mm, i think that's i think that's reading into it a little bit you think so well, I've, I believe that the kids was premeditated because he did have things in his journal and disturbing drawings, right? So I do think his portion was premeditated. But the parents, I think that's drawing a conclusion that's not there. And obviously, there are many people who thank Trump for their right to bear arms. Okay. In, in, I mean, you even believe in the Second Amendment as yeah. you interpret it to bear arms and yes, yes, I do. whatever. So to me, that's not necessarily a statement of, now if she had maybe said that, Right after the shooting, <clears throat> that would be less than I- an ideal less than ideal time to say that. So that's that's you know the timing of it's kind of important. Well, I go back to yeah, I can't find the detailed quotes from the parents besides that one. So it just looks like here that the the parents some of the stuff I'm reading is that the parents were um, were not forthright in giving information. They were withholding information, and James and Jennifer reportedly took out $4,000 in cash from an ATM and turned off their phones after their son's arrest before fleeing. So they were fleeing. So obviously they were kind of on the run for some reason. Yeah, there was some of that, and then they were caught. So, okay, so we went in a direction that I didn't <laughs> exactly want us to. We didn't want to turn it into a in-depth digging yeah, of sorry. fact-checking the we're, Michigan shooting. Point maybe is we this. should have fact-checked before. But hey, at least we're fact-checking. Yes, yes, yes. We're yeah. trying to make sure here. But but here's the idea. I wanted to catch PJ off guard um, to see how his raw feelings were if he were to be held accountable for something that his kids would do. And um, well, well, here's here's the thing. Or his kids did. Yeah, here, here's you, the thing. Go ahead. If my kid did something something dumb in school, yeah, and I'd been teaching him not to do that dumb thing in school, uh-huh. and I got accountable for that, I'd be like, "Are you serious? Why am I being held accountable? I teach him not to do this." Yes, right. And now, 
obviously, I I feel like these two should have been held accountable. But if I were in their shoes, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't want to be held accountable <laughs> because exactly. I probably believe or don't, th- or, you know what, or feel like somewhat justified. Yeah, yeah. Now, so, anyways, I, I on this case, I think the right thing was done. Yeah, so I agree with you. All right, so I like, like I shared earlier, I just felt like, come on, people, we have to do better. Like I understand when we want to care for our kids and we want to give our kids different um, exposure to different things, and we want to be able to expand their minds and be the ones to maybe give them certain experiences so it can be in a controlled environment or what have you. But we need to be wise when we handle these kids, understanding their level of maturity. Now, these parents who who choose not to read their kids' journals because of privacy and these kind of different things, I mean, I hear you, but you have to understand before you take a leap you're like the, this, you're, you're the parent. You are the parent. And and look, this is this may not be popular, but look, most of our listeners probably don't have kids yet. Okay? And I'm saying, look, please be responsible with your kid. It's gonna be hard. Let me tell you, it will be hard when they put those uh, nice beady little eyes and they put that please smile on you and and it moves and melts your heart to do certain things. and, and or, be- or the opposite, play a guilt trip and get upset at you. And- yeah, yeah, there is that too. But the <laughs> idea both, is... Both ends. Both ends, both yeah. ends. But the idea is this, guys. You are still the parent. Like, we are still responsible. Yes, you know, it takes me to that conversation with, with Cain and God when God is like, yo, where's your brother? And he's like, we didn't exactly say it like this but he was like yo where's your brother and Cain's like Psh, i don't know am i my brother's keeper well mm. not necessarily a parent relationship but yes we are the keepers no, of parents are keepers yeah. yes parents are keepers more than Cain and Abel. exactly yeah. so i'm going by that whole philosophy of understanding we are responsible for how our kids behave while they are minors especially so i have, I have an interesting story that goes along with this sure uh, go ahead when i was a dean at real lindo Academy, we had an incidence where we had to dismiss a student. They were doing something they shouldn't have been done. And I had, a, I had an interesting conversation with a parent. Mm-hmm. The parent was not too happy with me about the situation. And this was, I didn't have a child at the time. Um, I was, we were close to having a child, but I, I didn't have a child at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember having this interesting conversation that I wonder if I would have treated it differently now. But this parent was very upset with me, even though it was a clear violation and it was a violation that led to the, the exact consequences that happened. Right. The child being not dismissed. being at her, yeah, being dismissed from the school. Right. And it wasn't, that was just the consequences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was zero tolerance in this, in this area. And so, but I remember talking with them, with this parent and they were v- very upset with me and kind the of. The parent was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just kind of justifying things and, and kind of blaming us. And, and at one point they asked me, so, I mean, who, who do you think's to blame for this? <laughs> and, you know, are you, blaming, are you blaming me? And I was like, well, I mean, there are some responsibility <laughs> as the parent. I would, she, she, I, she asked if this was your son, w- would you be blaming yourself? And I'd be like, yeah, I think I would be. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> And they didn't like that. Of course not. They didn't, they didn't like that at all. Of course they, not. They expected something else. Um, and here's the thing. In this situation, I still would have answered the same. I still would have blamed myself 
Now, obviously, I would blame myself less in certain areas than uh-huh. others, maybe than I, than I know now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely the, the parents definitely have influence. You need to be a part of the kids' lives, and in this particular instance, anyways. Well, this is why I'm saying, look, there was we, definitely an enabling action. There was an enabling action, and this is where I'm getting at right here. Let's be responsible. Let's be responsible. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your responsibilities are. Try your best to be responsible. In this case, do you think the parents are even more responsible than the child? Look, if my kids and 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 I don't want to I don't I don't have permission to share then don't details. So you can just read between the lines. <laughs> if my kids ever found themselves in a situation where they needed help, mm-hmm. I feel obligated to move heaven and earth to find a way to get them the help that they need. Mm-hmm. If there are alarming things, things that are outside of the norm, and I'm talking about, look, these, this is for some of you who have roommates that are, that are of questionable behavior, okay? You're still responsible. Maybe you may not be held responsible to the level of the parents, mm. but you're still responsible because in the end, what we do, we do for God. Yeah, and if you turn a blind eye to something that you know is wrong, right. you're held responsible. And this is what I'm getting at. Let's yeah. be responsible. And I was going to say, not just to man, but to the Lord. Mm. Because we have a responsibility for our neighbor, especially if you're a parent. And I believe that we need to do better. As we're heading into a new year, we need to do better, guys. Better in the sense that if God is showing us different things where we can stand up and make someone's life better, let's take that opportunity. Let's speak on behalf of someone. You know what? Let's tattle on some people that need to be tattled on. So that they can go ahead and get the help that they need and they can thrive Yo, as well. Yo, are you saying to snitch? I am. Yeah. Snitches get stitches from where I come from. No, that's but you know what? I hate that. But no, I mean, yeah. this is what, this is, hey, this is this is how we talk in New York. So, so be careful. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you talking Miami, you mean? Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway. you talking Miami? So, so yeah, no. Because I bet at the age seven, you weren't saying snitches get stitches. You were probably saying it at 15, which by the way, would have put you in Miami. Yeah, so, but I'm, yeah, anyhow. So this, <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, guys, listen. Really, we are responsible for our neighbors, and and this is one of those situations where in in a, in in a time of, in a season where we can find ourselves being a little bit more self involved, uh, where we're thinking about you know what we're gonna get for Christmas and um, what I've been waiting for and what gift and all this stuff. Let's give the gift of responsibility to others. Mm. That that's really where I'm getting at. That was at the core of this entire episode. I just I just really wanted to take. Uh, this platform that God has given both PJ and I uh, to be able to say, let's be selfless in this time and let's be responsible to God and our neighbor so that our world can be a better place. This is also being light into a world that is full of darkness. Mm. Well said, my friend. So now we know parents can be held responsible. As they should. So be careful. I will. I'm watching your kids now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll make sure that my kids do not have any weapons. Oh, your as my your ears. kids are Curcio kind too. Oh man, man. Your kids listen, are wonderful. Listen, uh, Melissa does a they great take job. Take after their mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you by a second. You did beat me by a second. That's where I was going. Right. And by the way, and before we we wrap it up, I do have to give a shout out to my wifey. 
So, so, so let me share this. Um, Spotify gives you a review, right, of the songs you heard and. and uh, I'm seeing that all over the place right now. Right, right, because people are just showing I'm that off. I'm so is, tired great. of seeing who you listen to. I don't care. <laughs> you look, I listen to over 700 <laughs> different artists. Did if you, you want to talk about eclectic, there you go. Wow. Anyhow, uh, so I listened to more than 14,000 minutes of music. Anyway, do you share that with someone? Do you share? I don't it? share that with anybody. This is just Spotify. Like, not something. your family. Well, yeah, my wife knows. My wife no, knows. what I'm saying is, do you share your Spotify with your family? Like, so on, I have Apple Music personally, mm -hmm. and then Camp has Spotify, so I kind of use them both yeah, a little bit. Yeah, But Camp also uses Spotify, and my daughter uses Apple Music, so those algorithms are all messed up. Like, No, but I think it's you. No, it's not. It's not your user account? It is, because my wife's numbers were different. Well... So in other words, but you have two accounts. How is that possible? So in the family sharing, everyone has their own mm, account. See, I don't have I don't have family sharing. Oh, I have one account. Oh, that, got it, got it. So got it, we got can't it. listen at the same time. Got you. No, 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 no. We're in a family account, uh, so therefore everyone has their own gotcha. uh, yeah. kind of account. So mine was weird because summer camp uses like we're using like TV music or movie theme music for like our you know activities and plays. Correct, you know, like, correct, correct. So it's like, the most listened to is this random sound effect. And you're like, what? Yeah. That's terrible. That's not what I've been listening to at all. So I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll, I'll show you mine later on when we're off here. I don't, but, nah, but yeah. okay. <laughs> I know you said you're tired of seeing them. So nah, I, said, nah, I might okay. as well show you mine. Nah, yeah. But nah. I want to give a shout out to my wife because <laughs> the podcast she listened to the most was, drum roll, Diversity on the Hill, baby. Yeah. Shout out to you, wifey. That is yeah. Melissa we're talking to. She actually listens and she chimes in and she's a blessing. I know at first I had shared before that she didn't want to listen to all the um, all the buffoonery and buffoonery that yeah. takes place on our on I'm our sorry, podcast. Melissa. I'll try to be better. But, <laughs> oh, no, I but, personally apologize for it, my buffoonery no, and fine. bringing down your husband to my not level. At all, not at all. She knows that we're in this together. And <laughs> she actually she actually appreciates she shared this, how we continue to grow together. And um, she's like, you guys are carrying out your rules, you know, so. I appreciate that. I hope so. Most but, of the time. Yeah. There's times when I've broken it once or twice. Ah, you and me And both. I apologize. But that's part of our growth. That's it. And on, on the flip side, my wife has never listened to the podcast <laughs> and never will because she doesn't want to listen to this buffoon <laughs> uh, say something no. that would... Yeah. Anyways. Al Alana's great. It, she's she's fantastic. But yeah. she still doesn't listen to it. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. That's her choice. But anyhow, so yeah. listen, let us hear from you too. Diversityonahill at gmail.com or on the IG at... Instagram, uh, no. No, that no, was that's Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, no, thanks for I'm, saying Go ahead. I'm interpreting for OGs. Oh. <laughs> IG is Instagram. <laughs> and if you look up diversity on a hill, oh, you, you will find us, us there as you well. sure Pictures, will. sometimes we put some polls up and, you know, all that wonderful stuff. There you go. Interact with us. We like hearing from you. Yes, and please be on the lookout for our next episode where we're going to have our Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah, so until then, let us pray. Lord. Thank you so much for allowing us not to live on an island, i.e. by ourselves. Um, thank you because, yes, we are responsible for our neighbor. And sometimes ah, we may be held responsible for what our neighbor does. So um, help us to have awareness. Help us to have our eyes on what's happening around us. And any opportunity that we have to be a light onto someone that may find themselves in darkness, that they may see you shining through us. Um, even if we do something or say something that they do not necessarily appreciate, even though it's for their own good. Mm. 
Uh, so give us the courage to do just that. And uh, we thank you for your love. We love you too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Diversity on a Hill podcast. This is PJ, and I'm out. And PK here. Many blessings. Till next time.